0: All right, welcome back, Silver and Black. Today, the post game edition. The Raiders, twenty three to twenty, they lose to the Indianapolis Colts. And uh, if you haven't already heard that, uh, that eliminated the Raiders from playoff contention for the twenty twenty three season. So they have one more game next week at home against the Denver Broncos uh, to close it out. Hopefully on a high note for Raider fans. But this game uh, just just not an exciting one to begin with. But number two, the Raiders. Didn't look like their crisp self. Defense didn't look phenomenal. The offense clearly struggled again. The Raiders have two touchdowns in eight quarters of football, or two games over the last three weeks, uh, and so uh, things just didn't go the way it didn't it? Didn't go the way it did on Christmas Eve, and so your New Year will start unfortunately with a Raider loss. I am Scott and This is Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast. This is the live post game edition for those of you watching on YouTube, Twitter or twitch uh, or linkedin wherever you're watching us thanks for being with us Uh, we're here we'll be in the chat up on uh, youtube as well for you Uh, but as you look at what's happening here uh, we have two guests as usual my good buddy murph from raiders fan radio with our voice of the fan segment also joining us tonight is Evan Grote from Just Pod Baby also one of my uh, colleagues over at SportsNot. So Evan's with us today. Murph, I'll start with you as we always do. You look at what happened here uh, with this game. The Raiders clearly not the not the expectation uh, I think of fans of what to expect after the Chiefs win on Christmas Day. Raiders needed this game, had to st- had to win it to stay in playoff contention and it just seems like, well boy, the offense struggled again and defense just didn't look As good as it has in the past, but you can't expect the defense, Murph, to come out and win. You have to be able to play complementary football, don't you? Yeah, absolutely, and you know I think that was one of the most disappointing things about today is that the
1: defense actually played pretty well, well enough to win this this football game despite the, the points that were allowed. Uh, but but costly penalties though too it wasn't the best officiated game we've ever seen. Uh, but Jack Jones, man, a guy that was I mean he was the king of Raider Nation last week and then this week you know he's he's, he's kind of the folly uh, based on some of the plays that happened late and really that field goal is is it could, you know I mean, I mean every play matters and I know that doesn't come down to one play except sometimes it does. Does. And uh, and so, unfortunately, uh, that was something that that was costly for the Raiders. And yeah, not being able to move the football other than Zamir White until late in the game. And uh, so, yeah, it was a struggle. And and I'm sure we'll get into the details of everything. But the I, I think the, the overreach on creativity a lot of times offensively. Mm-hmm. It seemed like we moved away from that, and then here we like buried back into that again. um But in terms of a high level, though, just for opening comments, Scott, it's as a Raiders fan this is what we feel every year. And sometimes it happens earlier than it does later, but it's another losing season. It's another questionable coaching situation. It's another collapse after getting our hopes up. Uh, oh yeah. We need a quarterback now too. Um, so there's like all these things that it just, it's just another, it, regardless of, and I'm not trying to be a total sad sack here, but the reality <laughs> of it as a Raider fan is this, is that no matter what, Despite the personnel, despite the coach, despite the GM, despite any pretty much any like a semblance of of personnel that this team has had for the most part since t- two thousand and three, it's a failure and it ends in disappointment. And I know that it has. It, listen, I'm not like coming out with the expectation like, oh, we should win the Super Bowl every year or whatever. But the idea that like we should be competitive at some point with some sort of consistency, and we just we just haven't had that
0: in forever. Yeah, no, I I agree. And and it's clear. I mean, listen, Evan, I mean, you look at how this game went down. You look at how this team has played over the past two weeks. Clearly, the Kansas City win was huge. And the defense, we saw the numbers. I wrote a story on it this week uh, because it was so impressive because of what the Raiders defense has, has been able to do. But again, back to complimentary football, if you can't score, if you can't get the offense in gear, then you can't do that. I also thought the Raiders looked out of sorts. I thought I thought this game management piece here between the offensive defensive coaches and of course the head coach Antonio Pierce, I felt as though it was a, again, it was a little disorganized.
2: Yeah, I agree with you there. And, and, uh, you know, you've mentioned the defense. We didn't see those game changing plays today from the defense that we had been seeing in the, in the previous couple of weeks with, you know, like a pick six or just one of those big plays. You didn't see it today. I thought that's what it was going to take to get the win. And then it was a lot of the same from the offense. I mean, just struggling, especially in the first half, I thought they played better. I thought O'Connell played better in the second half, but just a little bit uh, too little, too late there, uh, for the offense. But, you know, and I, and I was listening to what Murph had to say, and I, I, Totally agree with him. It's a, at the end of the day, it's another season where the Raiders missed the playoffs. But I'm going to kind of take the opposite approach of that and and big picture of the Raiders' seasons. I think, you know, and it's, I know they didn't get to the playoffs, but I think there is some positivity there when you look at it. Think about where this team was when they fired, I mean, McDaniels. I mean, a lot of teams are not able to overcome that. The Raiders nearly did. They were right there. Another uh, three point loss today. Uh, they, you know, who would have thought the Raiders would be having their season alive in week 17, you know, when McDaniels was fired and, and, you know, the offense was playing terrible, relying on a rookie rookie quarterback. So there Mm -hmm. was a lot of things that the Raiders had to overcome. And I thought that, you know, to have a chance in week 17, uh, was something that I didn't expect. So, you know, I know Raider fans are probably disappointed right now, but I think that when we step back and maybe when the season is over and kind of evaluate what they were able to do with so much working against them, um, there were some good things there. But it's it's a big offseason once again for the Raiders. There's going to be a lot of change. Who knows what's going to happen at the quarterback position? Will Antonio Pierce, uh, you know, has he done enough to, to get the job full time? We'll have to see. There's a lot to decide here in the offseason.
0: Yeah, there is. And, and I agree with you. And I, and I know, Murph, you've, you've expressed this when I was down there last week and, and, and in between on your show, too, which is, yes, you've seen progress. I mean, if you look at what Antonio Pierce has been able to do, especially on the defensive side of the ball, uh, it's been pretty remarkable, right? The offense just hasn't been able to keep up. And I think it goes back to not Antonio Pierce not being able to run an offense. I think it goes back to you don't have the quarterback you need. If you don't have the quarterback who can make plays, and again, Aiden O'Connell, I think, will be a fine backup in this league. I don't have any issue with that. He's a rookie. He's going to make mistakes. So I get that. But I think you saw it again today. You saw a guy in Gardner Minshew who is a journeyman. I'm not saying Gardner Minshew is a franchise quarterback by any means, but he creates with his legs. He's able to say how many times that big long touchdown pass we saw, a 58-yard pass the first one wasn't a touchdown, we saw that. He stepped into the pocket when the pocket collapsed and there was pressure around him. He was able to move. If he doesn't move, he either gets sacked or he throws the ball away because he can't get downfield. And so, Murph, I think you look at this, and yes, fans are going to be disappointed. I get that, and to your point, it's well taken. At the same time, where this season was headed, and again, Mm -hmm. there's no participation trophies. I get that. At the same time, I think you look at the defense and you say, okay, they didn't play their best game today. They also didn't play terrible overall, gave up a couple big plays and penalties. Let's face it, shot the Raiders shot themselves in the foot. I know a lot of people want to blame all the penalties on the officials. And and after we saw last night, the officials in the NFL are terrible. Don't get me wrong. And the Raiders have been on the, the crappy end of that stick many, many times. At the same time, the team wasn't as disciplined as it's been in previous weeks. So I think that the, the combination of that, you can't overcome a complete lack of talent. Uh, and I think that's what happened on offense because you just don't have the quarterback. Where on defense, you have the players. You saw Jack Jones, to your point. Uh, you know, he had two big mistakes today. And that's it. But, but look what he did over the last few games. And I still, still think he's going to have a bright future with the Raiders.
1: Yeah, and, and, and listen, I, and I don't want to dismiss what what accomplishments the Raiders have had here recently, and, and as, as, since Antonio Pierce has taken over. So I, I I hear what you're saying, Evan, in terms of like there are things to be encouraged about. And listen, we were riding way high when it when it came, uh, out, you know, Christmas uh, night was was pretty spectacular based on where the rate what the Raiders had done against the Chiefs. And you know, when you listen to Antonio Pierce in his press conference, is talking about when was the last time that these things happened? When was the last time these things happened? And they've been a- rarity for Raider Nation so I don't want to completely dismiss what you're saying about that there are things to be encouraged about but at the same time Bro, we're tired. It's, it's, this is yeah. Derek Carr type stuff. This is like, oh, glimpses. Oh, hey, look at what we've got. There's something to be excited about. <laughs> and then here, we're going to shit the bed right after that. It's like, and so it just happens over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And even for a guy like me who's, you know, I've turned the calendar a few times and watched this team for an awful long time. And I know you guys have too. It's just the same thing and that's where I'm, I'm saying is that my, the frustration starts to come out is that I can look at things and look it's one thing if you have a football team that was competitive and then has some down years and then you see some positive things going into the offseason that's one thing but we haven't done shit in sorry Scott we haven't that's done okay. shit in so long that it's like this is just another damn beat down and another off season with question marks and uh, you know I was so fired up and I still am for Antonio Pierce and I still think that he brings intangibles to this team that another coach can't replicate. But then you got Ian Rappaport today or yesterday, whatever the hell it was, dropping the freaking thing that Mark Davis might want to have Jim Harbaugh. And it was like, this was the game. If we could have won this game, and I'm not pinning this all on Antonio Pierce, I'm pinning on the Raiders, but as a fan and to have confidence in what this team's got going, when you have question marks and instead of allowing those things to fester, Close the damn door on them. And the yeah. Raiders close the door by winning this freaking football game, a very winnable game in Indianapolis, and they failed. So all we do is allow the critics and the question marks and all that shit to just continue to fester, and it's gonna it's gonna fester. People are gonna be talking about Russell Wilson, they're gonna be talking about Jim Harbaugh, they're gonna talk all this bullshit. I'm just like, gosh, it's uh, stop it. Can we just freaking solidify a direction for yeah. this football team? So we can lean into that, not only as fans, but even you guys as reporters and journalists. Like, there's not been a, a, a solid direction for this team. And again, I don't know when. You, you
0: guys tell me. When was the last yeah. time? Well, and, and, and Murph, I mean, you bring up a good point, though. And, and, I, and I wrote about this when I talked about Antonio Pierce and the defense kind of sort of being Rodney, the Rodney Dangerfield of the NFL getting no respect. And I got a lot of feedback, and people were saying, Yeah, nobody's given us any respect. Look how good this defense has been. And I said, Yeah, but you look at the last 20 years. So you're overcoming perception. And so to your point, I think that's what I talked about with Mo last week on the show, uh, Evan, which is consistency. Like for for and I still think, I still think Antonio Pierce is a leading candidate. I that's just me. Maybe I'm wrong. I know what what the reports were and all that kind of stuff. I just still think that's the case. But anyway, you look past that and you say, okay. You you have to be consistent though. Like if you want to do it, and to your point, Murph, you have to be consistent. So, so you follow up the big win in Kansas City. Now you completely kill the narrative of Travis Kelsey about hey, well we gave it to him. So now that narrative comes back because guess what you did in your next game? You couldn't again. You couldn't score on offense very often until late, of course, except for the one touchdown. So I think that's why it comes up, and 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 I understand why fans get upset about that, right? Um, but even from a media perspective, you're looking for that. You're looking for that inroads, the 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 incremental improvement that continues and is consistent. And with this team, unfortunately, they'll take two steps forward, two steps back, or one step forward, one step back. And um, that's the reality of it, Evan. And that's why, as Murph said, there's going to be more change. Uh, we don't know if it's going to be a coach or not. We'll see. But certainly there's going to be a lot of personnel change, I think, especially at key positions like quarterback.
2: Yeah, I mean, listen, I, anybody who listens to my show uh, or follows me on, on social media, I, I've been a skeptic of of Antonio Pierce. But I, I will say the last couple of weeks i become much more of a believer in him and i felt and and i know i listened to your show uh your thursday show scott and and you guys you and mo said as long as the raiders don't fall flat on their face in the next two games it it feels like he's done enough and and even though they lost today i thought that they were obviously they were competitive it was a a three-point game an onside kick away from from possibly going to tie the game so um, I, I still think as you said, he he is the leading candidate right now. We'll see what happens in the final week of the season. Um, but I mean he he certainly has made a, a very strong case for himself. Uh Murph mentioned the the Jim Harbaugh talks. I think that's a good thing. I think the fact that They're being linked to a coach like him. That maybe he's um, interested in the Raiders' job. I think that's a good thing, uh, because it shows you that maybe there's going to be other high quality candidates that that want to coach in Las Vegas as well. And I think you know they're going to go through the interview process. And and hopefully, Mark Davis this time around will 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 make the right choice. And and that hasn't always been the case. (laughs) Again, in recent years, so I know there's a um, not a lot of positivity there. That that that. A lot of faith in Davis that he can he can get it right this time. But uh, you just have to hope that he can, you know, and, and again, hope that there's uh, attractive candidates uh, applying for this job. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and that's the thing we've said all along. Right. In the discussion we had, Murph, which was you don't know who the candidate pool is, but certainly the way Antonio Pierce has been and how he's been functioning and, and the reaction he's gotten from his team. Clearly indicated that that um, he, the things were headed in the right direction, and so you see this loss, and it's a big loss, right? And they and they come out flat. I thought, especially on defense, but then again, the defense has had to carry this team, right, over the over the period of of the time that Antonio Pierce, except for one game, and that was a Charger game where they kind of quit on 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 the game, but other than that, they've had to do it. So you knew at some point, and there was two games left. You knew at some point. And and I said it uh, on Thursday's show, which is this is a this has to be the get right game for the for the offense. They have to get right because the defense cannot continue at that pace. You just can't. And so we saw the offense come out and just be unable to do it. It was, I think, a mixture of play calling. And I know everybody wants to be hard on Bo Hardig. Go ahead. That is what it is. Uh, but then Aiden O'Connell holding the ball too long, you see a four-step drop turn into a 10-step drop, and things just took too long. It's hard for him to process it as a rookie, A, and B, as a quarterback who doesn't have that functional mobility you need. So you look at those things, and, and it's not hard to, I think, dissect, Murph, why they lost today
1: yeah i love well and i you know you hate to pin it on a guy like aiden o'connell because i mean he's a he's a good dude he's a good kid he's he's only you know he's he's dealing with the cards that he was dealt you know and so i hate to pin so much of it on him but you're right that lack of lack of functional mobility the lack of, of of you know downfield vision i mean i was i would be hondo and maybe some others on on the twitter there that we're talking about on you know on. group can't remember the down and distance, but there was a play where Trey Tucker was running wide open uh, down the sideline and, and it was like wide, wide open. And, uh, and and O'Connell missed him. And we even saw Gardner Minshew do that today. But then he came back. Uh, Minshew did and, and, and found, you know, those those deep passes and, and where O'Connell never did that. Also, on some of those funky, you know, uh, third and, and short yardage plays, when when those plays were starting to break down, there were running lanes. I mean, and you don't even. And we're not talking about needing Justin Fields back there. We're talking about needing, I don't know, Derek Carr. I mean, I hate to bring the name up, but I, but that kind of idea that somebody that can just take off and sprint up for three or four yards and get that first down, and that's what we're that's what we're lacking, and that's what, what O'Connell is lacking. And I hate that for him. I wish he had better legs because he's got a pretty good arm, <laughs> um, but he just doesn't have it. And so, can you? And and I don't even want to say in today's NFL because I feel like this whole idea of the, that we've been really leaning into these conversations around the pocket passer and about how that's passed on in the NFL. But even then, when you think back to Steve Young or Joe Montana or to keep it on the Raiders, Kenny Stabler, that was a guy that was elusive as hell. That was a guy that could take off when the play broke down. And this is in the, you can't get more old school than freaking Kenny Stabler. And that's a guy that could convert a first down on w- w- with his legs. And so I, it's just it's just not in the cards for Aiden O'Connell. And you mentioned you know you you think that he could be a functional backup. I think he could be a decent backup. And the idea that he doesn't turn the ball over and that's right, I'll right. give him credit for that. And then the one interception that he threw today got called back because it was pass interference. And anybody, are oh, you dumbass Indianapolis fans like booing that that call? You can't grab a guy and freaking <laughs> launch yourself around him like that's not like a, it wasn't even a questionable call. That was a that was a good call by the officials in a, a bad officiated game. But anyways, point being. Though, that he takes good care of the football. So I'll give him 100% credit for that. But it's just not enough to outweigh the deficiencies that he has, unfortunately, in terms of field vision and in terms of legs. And I, I hate that for him, but, we'll, you know, we need a quarterback.
0: Yes, there's no question about that. And and I, as I said before, too, I think that'll be a combination of, of drafting one. The Raiders need to figure out what they're going to do perhaps to move up in the first round, and we'll get into that as we get closer to the offseason, clearly, but also bringing in another veteran, too, because I think they need three to compete uh, in camp there. But but you look at this game, too, and I think we saw something else, Evan, that was, that was again, encouraging. Well, let, you know what? Let me step aside real quick for our audio audience. Take a break. When we come back, we'll get on with the postgame show. Raiders lose to the Colts 23-20. to You're with Scott O'Branston, Evan Grote, and Murph from Raiders Fan Radio here on Silver & Black. Today, the postgame edition, don't go anywhere. All right, we're back. And thanks to our YouTube audience, I had another issue. And it was funny because I was texting Murph yesterday about some of the video issues I was having. And of course, so our YouTube thing went out. The feed went out tonight again, of course. Oh, uh, no. But I got it back up. So for those of you who are back and with us, we appreciate that very much. Uh, this is Silver and Black Today, the postgame edition Raiders 2320 losers to the Colts. We are an Odyssey original podcast. Please subscribe wherever you get. The podcast, we'd appreciate that very much. But Evan, I want to get back to you on this one. Uh, Zamir White, again, I think shows that he's got a place in the NFL. You know, he didn't get carries before when Josh McDaniels was a coach and they were going with Josh Jacobs. Now, jo- Josh Jacobs now out four games with this quad injury. Comes uh, Couldn't go again today. And Zamir White goes out there and has a nice game. If you look at uh, what he was able to do today, 20 carries again for the second straight week, 71 yards. You'd like it a little bit higher than that, clearly. But the Raiders uh, didn't get a chance to really establish the run game like they wanted to. At different parts of the game, but that's going to be encouraging to see Zamir White knowing that going into next season, if Josh Jacobs is gone, which is my inclination to believe that that's going to happen, that at least you have a guy in camp already. I think they'll draft somebody else as well, but I think you have a young player there who is kind of coming into his own and that you can develop and we'll see how he does next season in camp.
2: Absolutely. I've been very impressed with Zamir White these last three games when he's been, giving, uh, been given a much larger uh, workload. I thought he's responded really well to it. You mentioned the 20 carries for 71 yards today. You'd like to see the 3.4 yards a little higher. But um, one of the other things I think he has shown that he can do, he can show he can be a little bit versatile. I didn't realize he could catch the ball as well as he does. I, w- I'm looking at it right now. looks like he had five catches for 35 yards today. So I think he's hes sh- Showcased himself uh, enough to feel comfortable with him going into next season. I do think it makes um, Josh Jacobs expendable. Um, if you can look to save, you know, twelve million dollars next year that you can put towards some other positions of need, I, I think I, I do think it's a wise move. And so I, I do expect them to move on from Jacobs uh, next year. He was a great Raider, loved having him, and uh, well, we'll see. Who knows? You know, with with never know. depending on who comes in next year, the, uh, a new regime may feel differently, but. It does kind of, the way things are uh, stacking up here, it does look like this could be the end of of Josh Jacobs and the silver and black.
0: Yeah, and I think we saw tonight or today as well, uh, you saw this Raider team, I think, on defense too. The one thing that I will say about the Raiders, and even on offense, look, on offense, they're just not getting it done. It's plain and simple for a lot of reasons. But this team... And, and to your point, Murphy as disappointed as fans are, I think a really encouraging point, and this is a credit to Antonio Pierce, too, by the way, this team doesn't quit, man. I mean, even when they're not playing their best, you're seeing them go. And we're, at this time of the year, you see some teams quit, man. You see it in the second half of a game. You saw it in the Charger game. Uh, Now, I I would argue the Raiders beat them into submission early on, but either way, you start to see that and and this team, the locker room, uh, and I know there's going to be changes, but I think that you look at what happened today and even though they weren't playing well, they were trying to play through it. Max Crosby, of course, does what he does, but even that defensive line, which wasn't getting a ton of pressure on Gardner Minshew, they were playing tough though, man. I was keying in on some of those guys and watching what they were doing up front and they were giving it all defensive backfield. Same thing. They got burned on some big plays. Uh, but they also made some nice plays, too. So that's got to be encouraging for fans, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's it's nice to see the team uh, remain aggressive. And, and listen, you
1: mentioned about seeing teams quit late in the season. I mean, we've seen plenty of Raider teams do that. And so <laughs> that's definitely a, a hallmark of antonio pierce's uh, leadership here is that you know we heard jack jones and so many others uh, in the locker room uh, you know talk, talk about it that you know he he's he's an inspiring guy and while emotion can be fleeting uh, there is something that is infectious about good leadership and something and that's just and that is sustainable and so we saw that tonight and i think we're gonna see it next week you know i i, I don't And we're going to really find out. I mean, I always say, that you know, your character is not defined by the mistakes you make. Your character is defined by what you do in response. And we're going to find out next week because it's one thing to close this, you know, semi-close game. Uh, It's one thing to play hard through the remainder of this game. What are they going to do next week? Because now there's nothing to play for. Like now you got nothing. So now it's going to really be a testimony to Antonio Pierce's leadership and the dedication of these players. And I I think they're going to come out swinging. I think we're going to beat the hell out of the Broncos. I think that that's, you know, listen, I mean, I think the Raiders are going to win every freaking game they ever play. And I think we're going to win the Super Bowl in the offseason. So, I mean, so consider my opinion of that. But I think that there's, we will, for one way or the other, we're gonna find out what this Raiders team is made of next week when we play the Broncos. And I think that if so going into this game, I was thinking, okay, like if Antonio Pierce, if we win this game as a follow-up to, to, to beating the Chiefs, it's it's about a slam dunk. And I'm still on that, you know, AP train. I still think that he's the guy, and I hope that he gets the job. In the offseason. But now, as we talked about the top of the show, it allows for a little bit of question. Well, if you show that the team is still 100 percent bought in and we go out and we dominate next week at home, you know, against, you know, another division rival and AP finishes with three division wins to close out his interim tenure. I think that's a very strong case still. So, you know, although we don't have anything in terms of postseason to root for anymore, I'm going to be rooting for these Raiders are going to be looking to see the amount of dedication and the lack of quit, because you're right. A lot of teams would just freaking roll over. But you know what? Let's freaking dominate the Broncos and send them a freaking message in the rest of the league heading into this offseason.
0: Yeah. And listen, I mean, look, the, the, Evan, the, the getting into the playoffs this year was going to be tough anyway. I we, They had yeah. to win out clearly. and, And you looked at the Colts and you looked at the Broncos and you said, okay, well, there's a chance of that. But at the same time, uh, the Colts uh, play pretty well at home. They haven't played well on the road, but they played pretty well at home. And then you have Denver coming off the mess that they have with Russell Wilson, which everyone thought last year was a mess with Derek Carr when they basically did the same thing. With Russell Wilson, it's a whole different animal. And Jarrett Stidham comes back to Las Vegas in the same position he was in last year, which was taking over for a guy who's, who's benched because they don't want to pay him. So you look at that. And you start to think about, okay, how does this team go out this season? Well, the team goes out this season by winning at home in front of the home fans at Allegiant Stadium uh, and try to set the tone for the offseason and for their coach. Right. I mean, this has to be in the player's mind. It has to be like, well, even if we think Antonio Pierce might get the job, if that's what they're thinking, then um, we got to make it a slam dunk, as Murph said earlier, and and win this game so that uh, he goes out on top. He doesn't go out losing two in a row.
2: Yeah, I agree with everything Murph said there. I, I do expect the Raiders to come out and to play this game like they still have a chance at the playoffs, because to me, that's been the most impressive thing about Antonio Pierce is oftentimes when there's a, a coach that's fired and then there's an a interim put in place, you often see like that initial, uh, you know, burst of, you know, effort and energy, maybe it lasts one or two games. But normally it, it kind of wave you know tails off that has not happened with this team they have continued to play inspired and motivated and that all goes to the, you know credit goes to antonio pierce for that and, and and that's what's kind of made me change my mind um more and more about pierce is that i just didn't think he'd be able to su- uh, the team would be able to sustain that type of effort and motivation because of the lack of you know what, what i thought was talent in certain areas on the roster They've overcome that. He's gotten uh, guys who uh, might not be elite level players to play great, like like a, um, Robert Spillane on defense. I mean, he's gotten the most out of a lot of these players, especially on the defensive side of the ball, which has become the strength of this team. Um, so I've been impressed by that. And, and again, I, I do think they're going to come out. They're going to play inspired next week. And, and I do think next week's game matters a lot. It's going to be huge. I don't think this decision has made. Um, I think it's going to come right down to what what happens in next week's game. It's going to be a big game for sure.
0: Yeah, I do. I, I think that too. And and I think that there's there's some players on this roster too. Do they, do they want to be back? Obviously, Josh Jacobs. I don't think Josh Jacobs plays again. I, I said it two weeks ago. I said I don't think he'll play again as a Raider because uh, with that quad injury, knowing he's going to be a free agent, you know, now they're out of the playoffs. Uh, what does he have to come back? So if he doesn't play next week, I think that yeah. is a that's a if, if you're yeah. a bit Josh Jason's fan, I think that's an ominous sign. Um, we've also seen Colton Miller, who came in an emergency situation today, but he hasn't played for four games as well. That's different because he's got a shoulder injury, probably going to have I bet you we hear he's going to have surgery after the season, even though that hasn't been said yet but clearly uh, there's some guys that need to to kind of ball out I think in that last game too if they want to come back. Ameek Robertson who's been played well and and he's up for a contract extension. So so Murph not only are they going to be playing I think for Antonio Pierce to kind of give him an opportunity to earn the job and and to finish really strong so that so that uh, that helps him. But again, they're also playing for that roster spot and you can't say it enough when a, when a locker room goes through all that stuff, just like we saw in 2021, they play for each other. And so I, I'm really interested if the Raiders were to come out and look really bad next week, that would be a weird sign to me. I, I don't see that happening. Um, I could see what happened today where they play hard, but their offense can't get it done because that's what the story of the season has been. But you agree with me on that, Murph? You think this team's going to come out and, and do what they can for their coach and for one another? Absolutely.
1: A hundred percent. And because like you mentioned that so many guys are going to be playing for jobs, whether that's with the Raiders or that's, you know, if there is a new coaching regime that comes in, uh, they're going to want to identify their players and they and, you know, listen, at the end of the day, and this is where the whole tanking thing that when people talk about tanking and, you know, laying down and playing for the draft and all that stuff, it's, it's such a ridiculous sentiment because your, your career is defined by your tape. Like what you do on the grass is Antonio Pierce will tell you my resume is on the grass. Well, so are the players. Their resume is on the grass. And so they're going to want to go out strong. And especially we've seen the unity that has, has come to this team behind this head coach. So we know I, it's without a doubt in my mind that they're going to play for this coach. Now, are they going to run out of talent? As I've said, you know, a handful of times they might, I mean, we ran out of talent today at quarterback. That's just the bottom line. You run out of talent. There's only so far you can go with the talent that you have. And so, is it can can they absolutely give their best and run out of talent? Yes, that's 100 percent possible. But we've also seen this team not run out of talent in terms of outplaying their talent ability and what they did in Kansas City. And not that, regardless of what happened today, and even what's going to happen next Sunday that will not change that we went into kansas city and shut up travis kelsey you didn't give away a damn thing (laughs) that whole idea that concept is so lame and and really and and i want to get on a whole tangent here but haven't we really seen the true character of the chiefs and also their media Like, you idiots don't know how to handle losing. You don't know what it's like. And so your character is revealed. You're a bunch of pouty bitches. I can't believe the way that the, the, the media and the players have responded to adversity. Again, talk about defining your character. What you do in the face of adversity defines you. And these guys have failed miserably. But anyways, it ain't about the Chiefs. It's about the Raiders. And so that win and what the Raiders did in Kansas City, That's never going to be taken away from us. That The idea that we we pillaged just for fun against the Chargers and then we swaggered boisterously in Kansas City, those two (laughs) things we hadn't seen in a long, long time. And so those things cannot be taken away from the Raiders. So I think that's ultimately what's going to define our season along with how now we respond to adversity after getting knocked out what do we do when nothing is on the line and uh, and playing for a home crowd at Allegiant stadium scott so i'm with you dude i think they're going to come out swinging and
0: there's going to be very little orange in the in the stadium hopefully <laughs> yeah and evan uh give me your thoughts on that too because i think like you said they ha- they have plenty to play for which is the coach and themselves um how, what are you going to look for in that final game next weekend to kind of give you a sense for how you should feel going into the offseason see Murph is looking for the silver lining now before at the top of the show he was
2: he was a little <laughs> bit more negative down about the win now he's talking about the win over Kansas City and the win over the Chargers that's going to carry him into the offseason that's going to keep that smile on his face <sighs> for the next couple of months Man, uh, you I hate it it's a curse um what am i looking for you know i again i want to see how this as murph has been saying how they how do they respond here uh they know the season is now over for them um playing for jobs playing for pride and 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 how do they come out and play for their head coach now the last eight games they've played hard for this guy and and they and they've have made the point that they want him around. And I want to see if that continues in this final game. I expect it will because I I just, I I think about some of the guys that they have in the locker room. If you've listened to anything that Max Crosby has said over the last several weeks, he's not going to let those guys on defense. I know that uh, not play a hundred percent. So I I do expect the team to come out and play hard. and, And if, and if they don't, then I would be extremely disappointed to see that.
0: Yeah, I, I would. I would be surprised too. I mean, that's that's to me not in the character of how this team has played. Have they right. played poorly at times? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I don't ever going back a few seasons. I saw times where I thought some of the guys quit. Now, of course, Marcus Peters did, and he found himself on the street. So right. that tells you that they're not tolerating that inside the house, which is which is a good thing uh, to do. Murph, uh, as we do. By the way, we we when we get super chats here on YouTube, uh, we donate them all to the One Nation Foundation. Which you're getting ready, we got to be able to send that check next month. But when we when we do that yep. uh, here, you guys are probably asking, if you're new to the channel, whatever you're asking, what is the One Nation Foundation? Of course, Murph hosts Raiders Fan Radio along with Michelle and Swag Jeff, which you can catch them on their podcast. You can also subscribe to them on their YouTube channel. But everything they do is to raise money for the One Nation Foundation. So this is the point of the show where we're going to tell you about that. So Murph, let everybody know what you guys are doing with the One Nation Foundation in case they're new to it
1: oh thank you so much scott we always appreciate the platform and appreciate your kindness and generosity to the foundation uh so we figured out we could make some money doing our show raiders fan radio and we quickly decided that we wanted to give all that money away so we give it all strictly to raiders related charities like the max crosby foundation the good folks at raider dad and uh and 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 the biggest uh, charity that we give to is the blitnikoff foundation who gives uh safe places and rehabilitative services to young women at risk of domestic violence and substance abuse and so we can't be more thankful to be partnered up with these amazing organizations, and every dollar that we raise with this show goes to that. So whether you buy our merchandise on our T Public site uh, by going to RaidersFanRadio and you can you can find our stuff there. Uh, any of the super chats that we get, the amazing generosity from Scott and Silver and Black today, uh, our corporate sponsors. All of it goes to the One Nation Foundation. Uh, We presented the Boletnikovs with a check for $15,000 this year, and I look forward to to growing that and, and getting that bigger and better each and every year. And we can't do that without your help, Raider Nation. And even if you can't support the foundation monetarily, all we ask is that you hit a like, Hit a subscribe. Hit a thumbs up. It's not about raising awareness for our show. It's to generate advertising opportunities so we can make some money and give it away to these amazing organizations. And whether you do that through Raiders Fan Radio or you do that here at Silver and Black today, all of it counts. And we thank you so very, very much for your support. We love you guys. And thank you again, Scott,
0: for, for asking about it. Oh, no, we appreciate it too, guys. So make sure you do that. Make sure you follow Murph and the team. Evan also is the host of the just pod baby podcast, but tell everybody about the podcast, Evan, if they don't already listen to it, or already subscribe to it, where can they find it?
2: You can find it in all the major platforms. Uh, as you know, uh, you know, Apple, uh, podcasts, Stitcher, all the big ones. Uh, I put out one show a week. Usually it's on Thursday nights. I'm on the East coast. So it comes out a little bit later on, uh, East coast time, Thursday nights, uh, earlier in the, uh, evening for you out there on the West coast. And, uh, you know, I, I I try to always bring on uh guests. My my show is centered around guests and I and I'm looking forward to uh, gearing up for what's going to be another really big offseason for the Raiders.
0: Yeah, and uh of course uh, the podcast is part of uh, Sports Not as well too, sponsored by Sports Not, so make sure you check out sportsnot.com. Correct. Gentlemen, I want to be the first to wish you a happy new year and thank mm-hmm. you guys for being with us here on the show. Unfortunately, uh Raiders did not win today, so that I know takes a little bit takes a little bit down uh, but I know by uh, midnight when we turn the calendar, you guys will be feeling just fine, won't you? If, if I'll be in
2: bed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm kind of old, Scott, and I started drinking when the
1: game started, so I don't know if I'm going to make it.
0: I love it. I love it. And we'll, uh, Murph, I know we'll catch up with you next week after the Broncos game. Evan, my friend, take care. Happy New Year. And we will talk to you guys later. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year, everybody.
1: Night, Raider Nation, love
0: you. Let's go beat the hell out of the Broncos. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There you have it. That was uh, Murph and Evan. Thanks so much for them uh, for coming on. And thanks to you guys for watching us again on YouTube. Also listening to us on our Odyssey Originals uh, podcast feed. If you're listening to us on audio on New Year's Day, then you're listening to us into the new year. So happy new year to you and yours as well. Just want to give you a thanks. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get it. Also subscribe up on YouTube. And sorry, we had another issue. That's two, two streams in a row we've had some issues. So I'm working on it on my side as well. So we appreciate you being patient and, and getting on with us after we had to reestablish it. So thank you for that. But uh, I want to thank our producer, Mike Robier, Also, Mo Moten and I will be back on Tuesday. So make sure you check into our first show of the new year. For Murph, for Evan, I am Scalcol Branson. Have a great 2024 Raider Nation. I have some confidence that it's going to turn around in 2024. So hang in there. And thanks as always for listening. Take care.